You're listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. This podcast is for women starting or growing their own business and features episodes about money management, reducing financial stress, and how to grow a profitable business that's built to last. We want to see women in business thriving. So if you avoid discussing money, lack confidence managing money, or want to struggle less while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's make finance fun and money matter. I'm your host, Sonia Belzarolo, and this is the Her Money, Her Business podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 18. So today, for the topic of this episode, I have a question for you. Are you financially blinded by love? So today's episode is for the women listening who are in long-term committed relationships, but have left some or most of the money management to their partners. So today's hard truth message is you need to stop doing that. If you are leaving your finances to your partner, then you're missing out not only on vital financial information and education around your financial status, but you're also leaving yourself open to issues later down the track. Often women in a loving and trusting relationship become complacent when it comes to family finances. Did you know that women in their 50s and beyond are the fastest growing age group for risk of homelessness in Australia? What's this due to? Well, mainly it's down to the rising rate of divorce, unfortunately, which leaves women who have spent, you know, the better part of the last 20 or so years managing their family, perhaps working part-time or not working at all, and leaving their finances to their partner. This is unfortunately an increasingly common occurrence. So while this may not be relatable to you in your situation right now, and you might be thinking, well, that won't happen to me. And hopefully it won't. But even if we used this example as an example of what if? Do you know where you stand financially if that happened or where you would stand? So there's a saying that suits this perfectly. Plan for the worst but expect the best. So we should always expect the best. We want to be positive people. We want to have a mindset of abundance. But you still need to plan for the worst case scenario. So if you had to plan for the worst case scenario, what would that be? So let's say you divorce, and then what will you personally be left with? Do you know right now what that would be? And if you don't know the answer to that question, then that is your prompt for today to start looking into your financial status. So consider these questions as part of that. So do you know where all of your money is? Do you know all of the bank accounts that you have, that you and your partner have, or your family have? Do you know what loans you have, what debts you have, what investments you have? And that's as a partnership. How long's left on them? How much have you already paid off? What do you still owe? When is it due to be paid out? How much are you paying? Um, how much repayments are you putting towards it, etc.? Do you know the value of your home, whether that's still under a mortgage or whether you've no longer got a mortgage? Do you know the value of your home? Do you know the value of any and all of the assets that you have as a family? And whose name are those assets in? Is it in your name, your partner's name? Is it a joint purchase? They're all things that you really need to have your head around. So how much is in yours and your partner's super? Do you know what insurances you have? And if you had to claim and draw down on those insurances, put a claim in, do you know how you would go about that, who they're with, what the details are of those insurances? There's many insurances out there. 
um, you know, some of the, the important ones would be, you know, do you have um, accident and incident insurance? Do you have insurance that covers either of you in the workplace if you work for yourself? Do you have insurances on your cars? Do you have insurance on your house and your home and contents? You may have lots of insurances, but do you really know the detail of them? And would you be able to go and do what you needed to do and find the information if you need to do anything about it? So how do you access or change the details on or pay out and settle or sell any of your assets? Do you know how to do all of those things for any of the assets or the mortgages or the houses or whatever those things may be that you have as part of your family finances? If all of this does bring up some questions, you may be starting to feel a bit overwhelmed, particularly if you don't know a lot of this information. But you may also be getting the feeling that you need to go and find out. You don't necessarily need to take over the money management from your partner. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm really just talking about you understanding this. So needing to be more educated and understanding of what your combined financial situation really is. Because you are equally responsible in your partnership. If anything happened, you are equally as responsible and equally as entitled to the assets as you are to paying off the debts and being responsible for any debts. So you really need to know what your name is against. So not knowing won't be enough for, let's say, a court of law or lawyers or the companies that you're talking to if you find that things are not as they seem or that your financial status is not what it looks like from the outside. So often in partnerships if one person is responsible for the the finances and then it gets to you know a critical situation and both partners need to be talking about it what can often happen is from the outside it looks like you're financially fine but then when you start digging there are more debts than what you expected there are defaults there's whatever going on and, you know these, these are just things that can happen and they're definitely things that you obviously need to be across as part of your partnership, part of your relationship. So studies have shown that while men are confident in managing money or come across as confident and make you feel like they're confident, they're not always more competent, competent than women at making financial decisions. So we're actually very good at making financial decisions, but men just come across as more confident in that area. And so naturally things can fall to the man to look after. So get involved. Understand your financial status as a partnership. It's your money too. Financial decisions should be made together. And there should be no surprises for you when you're looking into your, looking at your financial status. And everything that I've talked about, I say is relevant to this, whether you're talking about your family finances or whether you're running a business together. You really need to be across those finances, whether you've got both of those situations or just one of them. So how do you get started with this? So if you're listening to this thinking, oh, I really don't know a lot of this information, communication is obviously the first step. But what I wouldn't suggest doing is calling your partner in and saying, let's talk about money. Because money is in relationships, in most partnerships, a trigger and leads to tense conversations in a lot of cases, particularly if it's not a common conversation you have. And what we also, you know, would be hoping to get to 
when you become more involved in your family finances or your business finances is that money becomes a common conversation so it diffuses any previous triggers or tension that might have occurred if you don't talk about money very often just make it a more common conversation and take the heat out of it so starting with a conversation could be starting a conversation around your future and discussing well what are we working towards what are our goals where are we heading what do we want to do in the next five to ten years what do we, what do we want our lives to look like when we retire so if you start having those types of conversations as a starting point those will naturally lead into conversations about money and finances anyway. So that's a good place to start. Let your partner know that you're interested in educating yourself more about your money and your finances as part of your family or your business. If you do come, against, um, come up against some resistance, don't give up. You know, you may, depending on your situation, consider this a warning sign if your partner's not willing to look to talk about or share information about your finances. But don't give up. Perhaps just start with some small steps. And that might be just gathering what information you already have access to and what you do know and just make that a starting point and go from there. It really is critically important that you are involved in your family's finances and your business finances. So don't hand over your financial knowledge and management to someone else. Know your financial status, be involved in financial decision making and have access to everything. That's the ultimate goal. So hopefully this has been a trigger to start thinking about some of these things. If you're not sure about your financial status in your partnership, whether that's business or family right now. And hopefully that's given you some things to start with and to work on and to increase your knowledge and education around this if it's something that you're not currently doing. So I'd encourage you to really go back maybe and listen to this episode again and take some notes and then start somewhere. So that's it from me for episode 18. I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye for now. Inspired to take action? Head on over to our website, blossomingbusiness.com.au for this episode's show notes and access to all of our resources. You've been listening to the Her Money, Her Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'm Sonia Belzarolo, and until next time, keep striving to make finance fun and money matter.